Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome back to Jake and Amanda Read the Bible. We have been gone for how long now? Uh, probably, like, at least three months, probably uh, more. It's probably been three or four. Um, However long our foster daughter has been with yeah, us. Yeah, so a, a lot has happened in the absence. We should probably explain. We've kind of unintentionally and then just sort of taken a bit of a hiatus. So at the beginning of May, we found out that we were going to be taking in um, our foster daughter. She came to us, and with the craziness of that first month, she kind of became the priority, and the podcast kind of got pushed to the side, and it stayed to the side long enough that it just never really picked back up. But now it's 8.30 at night, and she's in bed, so we could actually do this. Yeah, and we, we've been having this conversation for a couple weeks of we got to start the podcast back up, we got to get things rolling again, we can record it when the baby goes to bed. Um, let me just say a quick thing. Fostering has been an amazing experience. She's an amazing baby. It's been it's been something that's super super cool. It's but just am... hard because we're not only learning how to be first time parents, we're also learning how to be foster parents. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's just like a lot. It's definitely been a lot for sure. But we're um, back. Yeah, we are back. We are back, and we are the same as ever. I don't know. We'll <laughs> we'll see how this goes, but um. The thing we wanted to do um, before we really got into the podcast was kind of talking about the day we had. So we're recording this on a Saturday. Um, it's been kind of a, not a perfect Sabbath, but we've been trying to our best to make it a good yeah. Sabbath today. I know... And that kind of ties in with what we're going to talk about. Yeah, a little, little bit here. <laughs> um, but it's it's been good, so we've relaxed. Um, we got sushi. Yeah, that we was... We haven't had, like, good sushi in a long time. Probably since quarantine We started. ordered it pick up so yes yes and that's <laughs> been safe. that's been really really good um but it was just a good day of, of relaxing resting spending time as a family um so that was awesome yeah. um this podcast is kind of a i guess special episode i don't it's know i got been requested to do yes this. so i got i got a request um i got a request via facebook messenger actually to cover a specific topic for the podcast. Um, it was kind of, I think, the shot in the arm. We needed to really get this going of like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay, God, yeah, we, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> There's an expectation um, to get this done, and so we will get that going. I don't know if this person wants to be shouted out on the podcast or not, so just for the sake of being respectful of that, I won't, just because I didn't ask and I don't want to be that guy. Um, but the request was on um, a specific part of the Bible focusing on the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Um, and so kind of basically what are all of the Ten Commandments, where do they come from, why were they given to the Israelites. Um, so kind of how we'll do this is I'm going to let Amanda read them. Um, she'll kind of share some of her thoughts, and then I will share some of my thoughts in addition to that, as well as kind of explain some of the context for um, the Ten Commandments here. Um, so we are in, if you want to join us, we're actually reading the Ten Commandments as they appear in Deuteronomy, um, not mm. as they appear in Exodus. They are the same between each book, um, but just for context that's where we'll be pulling them from it's a little more concise in deuteronomy so we can kind of read it more efficiently it takes a couple of chapters in exodus if i remember correctly yeah so this is deuteronomy 5 uh verses 6 through 21 all right so read along with me if you'd like i am in the new living translation 
says, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. <laughs> I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, <laughs> your oxen and donkeys and other livestock, and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with his strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's wife. You must not covet your neighbor's house or land, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. All right, so that is definitely a lot to go through, a lot to process and think about. Um, before we really dig into um, some of our thoughts and kind of unpack some of these things on the Ten Commandments, I wanted to just take a second and talk about why they exist, where they come from, um, and, and kind of at least a little bit of the context behind why this exists. So, quick, quick disclaimer, I am not an expert theologian, nor am I a Jewish historian. Um, so, <laughs> I am going to kind of give the Cliff Notes version of this, the very quick summary. Um, and so, if I get a detail wrong or a piece, thing, piece of something wrong, um, don't kill me for it. <laughs> I'm going to try and sum it up as best as I can. So uh, basically what you have is the context, you know, is the Israelites leaving Egypt. They've just, um, you know, the 10 plagues have been set on Egypt. Pharaoh set them free. Moses parted the Red Sea. They left. Now they are traveling towards God's promised land and they are at Mount Sinai. And so what happens is Moses goes up to the top of the mountain, um, has his communication time with God. He spends time with God talking to him and God forms this covenant with Israel. A covenant is like a bond or a pact or a promise that is made. Um, he makes it to Israel, his chosen people. And part of that covenant is God giving 10 commandments to the people of Israel. God says, you are my people. And so you will live differently from the other peoples of the land. And so he carves out on stone tablets for Moses these Ten Commandments for Israel to obey, um, to keep them as a people holy and to, <clears throat> to signify that they are God's chosen people. Um, and so that is kind of where they come from. And the reason why is it was kind of, for, for lack of a better descriptive, part of the contract. And so what you have is God saying, you are my people, 
I am making my promises to you, which are, you know, many that are also included, you know, throughout many of the Old Testament books. God lists out his promises to his people um, and the things they will inherit in their generations after them and, and so on and so forth. And part of this promise is that Israel is to keep these commandments. They are to follow these instructions. They are to do um, what God instructs them to do because they are his people. And that is that is part of the covenant. This is the beginning of what we would refer to as the law. Um, specifically, the law is laid out in the Bible. As we kind of go through, the law gets um, steadily and more increasingly expanded. Um, and really, it, I don't want to say that it doesn't apply nowadays, because it very much does. However, what needs to be understood is that you're not condemned directly to hell mm -hmm. for disobeying one of the Ten Commandments. Um, and I don't have the historical authority to say that that was necessarily always the case either. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be so bold as to claim that. But we have now, you know, a new covenant, um, the death of Jesus, um, you know, cleansing it, the death and resurrection of Jesus, um, mm. saving mankind and delivering us from our sins. And so um, we are not subject to the law, Paul would write, we're not subject to the law in the same way that we must obey it to get into heaven. But we are still to be obedient to the law because that is still what makes us a, a holy people, separate in lifestyle from everybody else. And, and really, Jesus kind of makes it easier to follow by summing up the, the entirety of the law and the entirety of the commandments into love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And as you've kind of, if you think about those two verses and you think about what was just listed in the Ten Commandments, Jesus is right when he says that all of the law is fulfilled in these commandments. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, we follow these commandments in the law because we love God. And right. Because he did, he gave himself for us. You know, that's why we do this. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not forced obedience. It is chosen subservience. Yeah. Um, so it's not, we are forced to obey to get into heaven. It is, we choose to serve mm -hmm. to get into heaven. And that Doesn't alone mean is it's easy. No. And that alone is a lot to unpack. There's, you could probably spend mm -hmm. a good hour and a half on just salvation in general. <laughs> um, but we're not going to, we're not going to go there today. Um, we're going to kind of focus on the 10 commandments. And so that's a little bit of context for where mm -hmm. they come from and why they exist. Um, now we're going to get to the usual point in the podcast for us where, <clears throat> excuse me, where we kind of pick apart a couple chosen verses that stick out to us and reflect and expand upon them and kind of give our ideas. And again, quick disclaimer, we're not expert theologians. <laughs> we're not necessarily, you know, going to pick this down to the ancient Hebrew and give translations. Yeah, these are our thoughts. Raw so do what you will unfiltered. with them. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I don't know. The first thing that stood out to me was verse 8. Um, you must not make for yourself any idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. Um, God's a very jealous God. and he, he wants to be the center, and that's how it should be. Um, and I think nowadays, like, we, our idols can be social media or our significant other even you know like putting them before god or just literally anything in your life that you would be putting in front of god is an idol um and i think that's like a daily struggle for a lot of people um so that was the first thing that i thought i was like man yeah these are hard to I mean, not all of them. <laughs> for me, anyways, like the murder yeah, one like and all that. Murder. <laughs> no murder's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, but like this one is like, 
a daily struggle, a daily thing you have to work on, you know, um, just putting God first. So that was the first thing that stood out to me. Like, well, and if I can add a little yeah. bit to it, not to totally cut your thoughts off, but even I think sometimes things in the church mm-hmm. can become idols yeah. that stand in the way of God. We can become maybe even too obsessed with practices or traditions in the church true. that keep us from actually putting God on the throne where he deserves to be. True, true. Um, and going off of that, too, just the same idea, like verse 21, that you must not covet your neighbor's wife, you must not covet your neighbor's house. And for those that don't know what that means, it's just essentially saying, like, don't be jealous of your friend. Don't, you know, don't want what they have. Um, and I think this is also another thing that everybody struggles with on a daily basis. Um like, I don't know anybody that hasn't dealt with jealousy at some point. Um, but, yeah, going back to what we were talking about before, like, we do our best and surrender these things to God because we love him. Um, and he knows that it's going to be a daily struggle for us, but he's a very patient, patient God. <laughs> yeah, that is well, and that's where mercy and grace yes. become part of yes. the become part of the relationship and yeah so, uh, so yeah it's not like we're condemned to hell right. <laughs> if, if we're jealous one day <laughs> right yeah that's not how this works um yeah. and there's there is a lot of again kind of i feel like i'm throwing quick disclaimers out every four <laughs> seconds here there's a lot of of nuance and there's a lot of detail um that even as we're kind of unpacking some of these verses I'm just noticing more things that we can kind of rabbit trail off and like, go down uh... and be like, okay, let me explain this <laughs> or let me explain this. And, and, and that can be, that's, that's not a bad thing. That's actually kind yeah. of the point is, is the Bible it prompts us to explore the very long podcast. Yeah. Which, you know, we got, we got time to make up for it. We can go that long. <laughs> you guys are buckled in for four hours. Let's do this. Um, no, but I mean, that is kind of essentially the point of reading the Bible is we should read our Bible and that should prompt us to ask questions and then dig further and then ask more questions and and dig further and then Mm -hmm. ask other people questions and, and converse. And that's, again, what we do here is we're trying to just have that conversation. Um, I'm not going to sit here and profess to have all the answers. We're not going to sit here and be like, we're Bible experts, but (laughs) I feel like I at least somewhat know scripture well um and i can at least take it and apply it to um at least our daily living and and things like that and so do you have before i continue rambling anything else you want to add or any other verses you want to expand on not at the moment okay go ahead cool um well i mean there are the one i kind of really like to focus on is is observe the sabbath day to keep it holy um So for context, for anybody who doesn't know what the Sabbath day is, they kind of explain it in here. Um, Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son, your daughter, so on and so forth. And that is is a command from God that is also um, exemplified in the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, the creation story tells us that in six days... Um, God created the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day, he rested. Now, we're not here to talk about how long that time frame was or was not. That's that's a whole other matter for a whole different day, and there's a bunch of different opinions on that as well. Um, but the, the, general consent, the general idea is that six days, God made the earth, the seventh, he rested, and so he commands the same for us. 
um, that we are to work six days. We are to work six days and work six days no more. Um, and that on the seventh we are to rest. And this is still, this is still practiced in a lot of, um, at least to my knowledge, this is still practiced amongst, you know, amongst Jews today, um, especially more Orthodox Jews. Um, Christians, we don't really practice it. And there's been a lot I've been listening to and a lot of people I've been listening to the past few years that really actually recommend that this is a commandment we should pay more attention to, that we as Christians pay attention to nine out of the nine of the ten commandments because we understand them and they're easy to follow. Um, and, you know, it's really easy not to murder or commit adultery for, I would say, most of us. Mm -hmm. um, and we tend to kind of gloss over the Sabbath and be like, ah, yeah, that one doesn't mm -hmm. apply anymore. And that's not how the Ten Commandments work. We mm -hmm. don't get to pick and choose nine that work and one that doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it's it's an important day of rest. It's what we had today that we kind of shared about, our sushi buffet, yeah. our rest, our spending time together. It should be fulfilling and life-giving, and it should energize you to go into the world and do God's work, not recover from the work you've already been doing. And mm -hmm. that's a... That's a short summary. Um, if you guys are looking for more, I would recommend you look up um, Jefferson Bethke, John Mark Comer, uh, Pete Scazzaro. They are three um, speakers and authors who have a lot to say about Sabbath. Um, a couple mm. of them have put out books about it. Um, Pete Scazzaro, in specifically The Emotionally Healthy Leader, I know, talks about um, the importance of Sabbath rest and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's a commandment that I want to share more about because... I feel like it's something we don't take seriously enough and it's yeah. something we should pay more attention to and we maybe and we, we should do we don't take it seriously yeah, we are, enough. <laughs> like, we are still practicing we're still, yeah, getting good at that. It's not something you master. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't have it mastered in a day or even a, a year necessarily. Yeah. You're always improving. Um, and maybe we can take a whole podcast sometime yeah. and talk more about Sabbath. Um, but the other one I really wanted to focus on as well is, is verses 6 and 7. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Mm. This is something that, again, kind of goes in hand with the idols. Mm -hmm. um, specifically when God's talking about the idols, he is kind of highlighting, you know, don't make yourself a carved image or likeness of anything that's in heaven above or that's on the earth beneath or in the water below. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. Um, for basically God kind of reemphasizing, I am your God. You don't worship any other gods before me, and mm -hmm. you don't make any other gods that come yeah. before me or in substitute of me. Yeah. And that's that's something that there's there's a reason it's first. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a reason God would put that one as the first commandment. It's not a footnote. It is it is the priority. And if we call ourselves believers, if we call ourselves followers of Christ, that is that is the first thing that we are to do. Is we are to acknowledge that God is God. And he has, you know, we got to acknowledge his authority, his sovereignty, um, and we are to not put anything in his place. Can we actually go into um, just explaining a jealous, our jealous God, you know? like Yeah. Because, you know, one of the commandments is don't be jealous. Right. Can you explain, like, yeah, what that so means? When God says he's a jealous God, it doesn't mean that he is it's not jealousy in the sense that we would think about it in human terms where, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I'm being really petty and, you know, I'm, I'm jealous of the stuff that we have or I'm jealous of, I, I covet what, you know, my friends have that yeah. I don't. Um, God is not jealous in a, in a petty childish sense. God is jealous in a much more grander, 
passionate sense. Um, and, and really this involves kind of pulling back the veil on all of creation. Um, and there's, again, open one, one door closes, another opens. Great wisdom, terrible carpentry practice. But um, God created us for for loving and worshiping him. Mm -hmm. um, that is that is kind of the primary mode of our creation. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. Part of that is the ability to choose and the ability to have free will. Um, I, you could probably even have modern philosophers that aren't religious that would agree with the idea that if you don't have the ability to choose, it kind of strips the nature of love away. And that's that's really what we believe, at least for us, is that freedom to love requires freedom to make the decision to love or make the decision not to love. And so with that then comes the decision to choose or not choose God. And if we if we choose God, um, then you know it, he becomes the object of our love, our focus, our worship. And then if we don't choose God, essentially what it is is God loves us with a great passion. It's why he gave the law so that we could stick close to him. It's why he later sent his son so that we could you know consistently be um, you know, we could be delivered from our sins and in this relationship with him. God loves us with such a deep burning passion that, yeah, to, to see us reject him and pursue things that are nowhere near as fulfilling, nowhere near as glorifying, things that won't make us complete, mm -hmm. it, it fills God with a, with a jealousy because it, it's, it's, it's that feeling of, I know this won't fulfill you. Why are you chasing these things when the source of your satisfaction is right here and so it's i say all that to say it's it's not petty it's much more grand and in a sense <clears throat> i guess for lack of a better term romantic not in the sense of like lovey-dovey but in that grand sweeping you know passionate yeah sense um, i always think of that song though he is jealous for me yeah i mean it's, it's one of those <laughs> I can't help we it. have we, we as people have such a deep capacity for love yeah and part of that should include a love for god and so when we choose to just not extend that yeah it, it does invoke yeah. jealousy and that's a feeling that we can relate to and i would say sorry do you have something else you want to add <laughs> Sorry, he's moving his Bible on the table where I the am. mic is, so I'm like, ah, you're making sound effects. <laughs> Sorry, yes, if there's if there's scratching, I'm talking with my hands and shuffling things around. I'm sorry about that. That's on me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a little bit of an expansion, and I know probably with answering that question of jealousy and things like that, that may have opened up a couple other rabbit holes to ask questions of, well, what about this? Yeah, and what about that? but yeah, and, I wanted to go over that because... That one can be confusing. That Yeah, it yeah. can be. So I just wanted to make sure it was clarified before somebody asked, like, yeah. what does that mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, the other one, if I can expand on one more verse real quick. Sure. The other one I kind of wanted to focus on, too, is you, specifically how it's read in my translation, which is uh, English Standard Version. It says, you shall not take the name of your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes mm -hmm. his name in vain. And there's... This is something that I feel like modern day we've kind of wimpified this statement yeah. where we just people have kind of translated this to be, well, you just don't say things like, oh, my God, you know, you don't use that expression. You don't sit back and just say, like, when something startles you or you're in awe, you don't say, like, oh, my God, what is that? Um, and that's kind of all people have interpreted taking the name of your God in vain and really the term in vain means uselessly it means to do it without 
accomplishing the goal without success. Um, and I think we can greatly take the name of God in vain in a lot of ways. I think we actually see there's later stories in the Bible of, of biblical heroes taking the name of God in vain and violating commandments to do things whether it's for their own selfish purposes or whether it's for maybe a more righteous purpose, <laughs> but they go about it the wrong way. Um, and so I, I, would, I would take this verse to mean if I, am, if I am praying for God's anointing over something that God will not anoint, um, you know, if, I am, if I'm praying for God to accept my sins or if I'm praying to, you know, commit a, you know, praying for God to watch over me as I, you know, commit a breach of ethics, um, that I would also equate as taking the Lord's name in vain. Or if I claim to have authorities under God that I don't have to just fulfill my own ends and my own purposes, personally, I would see that also as taking the Lord's name in vain because mm. it is it is using and abusing the name of God yeah. without spiritual or heavenly success or heavenly reward, you know. Um, I heard on a podcast the other day that... Um, we can make sacrifices to God. It does that doesn't mean He's going to accept them, um, and that doesn't mean He's okay with that. Um, and so that's that's another thing to kind of consider is that aspect of it as well. It's more than just an expression that people sometimes use too much. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to point out. And again, yeah, there's just so much that we could pick apart here. Um, but that would make a very long episode. So if you guys have any questions, whoever's listening to this, I don't know. But <laughs> if you have any questions, like, feel free to reach out to either one of us. Um, and we'll try our best to answer. And if we don't have the answer, we'll try to find a resource that yep. does. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah, if, but, if we don't have, I again, I never promise to have all the answers. But yeah. if I don't have an answer, I'm going to look it up and find out and come back with one. And... You can see where it goes. Even and, if it's, well, <laughs> don't have it. <laughs> yeah, and if it's, I mean, if we spend, if we get maybe too many questions, maybe we should just do a podcast answering yeah, questions. Yeah, but Yeah, Q&A. Uh, yeah, we'll do a Q&A. Um, maybe, maybe not. We're not promising a Q&A. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, that's, I think that's about it for everything. Yeah. I don't think I missed any important elements as far as kind of the, at least my cliff note recap of the Ten yeah. Commandments. Um yeah that's about it i know if you guys if you guys don't already feel free to follow each of us on instagram um you can follow amanda at the mrs hints and you can follow me at pod person jake um i'm i don't know i'm thinking of doing more stuff on instagram just doing maybe like little igtv videos or instagram stories where i kind of um either highlight scripture or talk about just some things you know about christian living um so i think i'm gonna start taking that up after oh, this podcast it's happening live. now it's I, it's on the podcast. It's on the podcast. It's got to happen. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at. Um, so yeah, I'm going to start doing that. I will just do, maybe not every day, but every couple days or so, just throw up something yeah. of thoughts for the day and let people kind of reflect and share that. But yeah. Yeah. I and think we'll try it. to do this as often as we can. I don't know if I want to stick to a tight schedule because I really like to let the Lord do it. <laughs> Yeah, but, I, um, yeah. so we'll see where this goes. But. Yeah, so no promises that another episode would be out next week, um, but we will have another episode when we have one. But as for now, mm -hmm. thanks for joining us, guys. Take care. Have a blessed rest of your week. Bye.